morning and welcome to St. Columbus on this, the third Sunday after the Epiphany for our service of morning prayer. I welcome visitors in particular and thank you to all of you for being with us. We turn to page 101 in the prayer book. The Lord be with you. Beloved in Christ, we come together to offer to Almighty God our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to confess our sins and to receive God's forgiveness, to hear his holy word proclaimed, to bring before him our needs and the needs of the world, and to pray that in the power of his Spirit we may serve him and know the greatness of his love. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done, by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that has passed, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips. O God, make speed to save us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord.
The message today of this reading and the gospel is to call, the call to repent. In the story of Jonah, God called him to warn people of Nineveh of imminent punishment for their sin, and when they repented, they were forgiven. The Old Testament reading is from Jonah, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim it to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. According to Mark, Jesus' public ministry began by echoing John the Baptist, calling everyone to repent and recognize the coming of the kingdom. Some men immediately answered his call. The New Testament reading is from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 14. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. 
And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and they followed him. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be ever acceptable in your sight. Amen. Do you have your listening ears on? That's a question that I frequently hear when I'm visiting early years classrooms. The staff are encouraging children, firstly to focus, then to listen carefully to what they're being asked or told before taking action in response to what they have heard. Our readings this morning encourage us to think about people listening because both lessons relate to people listening to God's call on their lives and their response to this. And as always, there are messages and learning opportunities from our liturgy for us as we seek to live as God's people. So our Old Testament reading was about Jonah. 
And we probably know Jonah because of a story we learnt in childhood when he ended up sitting inside a big fish for three days. But remember, Jonah was in that predicament because his response to God's call on his life was initially to run away. God had wanted Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh and warn the citizens there that they needed to repent. Jonah didn't feel like it, and when he tried to evade God's call, God, in a story, had him thrown into the sea where a big fish, possibly even a whale, swallowed him. And then when the whale had spat Jonah out onto dry land, Jonah then decided to share the message of repentance with the Ninevite people, as God had asked. The Ninevites listened to Jonah carefully, responded positively, and thus God spared them from destruction. Jonah, with encouragement, and the Ninevite people listened to and followed God's call. Then, in our New Testament reading from Mark's Gospel, Jesus firstly calls the fishermen, Simon and Andrew, saying to them, follow me. And their immediate response to God's call was to leave their nets and go with him. Jesus then called James and John, who, right away, left their father Zebedee in his boat and went with him. These four men didn't know what they would be asked to do and what lay before them, but yet they listened and responded when Jesus called. These examples of God calling people to live and work according to his purpose are among many other scriptural accounts. Think of, to name just a few, Samuel being called in the middle of the night, Noah building an ark, Mary and Joseph to be the parents of Christ. And God continues to call his people today, asking us firstly to live our lives in obedience to him and to build his kingdom in our world. God's call on our lives should underpin every aspect of our being. That we belong to him should be obvious in how we go about our daily tasks and interactions, whatever they may be, and whatever our age and stage of life. But God also nurtures in each of us unique talents, gifts, and interests to serve his specific purposes, calling some of us to caring rules, some to teaching, others to public positions, and yet more to practical responsibilities. I wonder, what might he be asking or calling to us right now? Maybe it's to change our attitude and approach to others. Maybe we're being called to take on a role within our church family or in our local communities. Maybe God is saying he wants us to check in with him more often and deepen our relationship with him. Maybe he's calling us to something that we initially find daunting. But whatever that call might be, what is our response to God calling us? When we hear him call, do we listen carefully and respond positively?
As we move the, through these first weeks of a new year, it seems like a good time to reflect again on what God might be calling us to do. And whatever the individual message might be for each of us here, we need to use our listening ears to focus, to hear what God has to say to us, and then we need to take action in accordance with his word. So I would encourage us over coming days to make space in our lives to hear God's voice, to seek his holy will, and to answer his call. Amen. Stand to affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you.
Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord. O Lord, save the King. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness. O Lord, save your people. Give peace in our time, O Lord. O God, may clean our hearts within us. The collect for today, the third Sunday after the Epiphany. Almighty God, whose Son revealed in signs and miracles the wonder of your saving presence, renew your people with your heavenly grace, and in all our weakness, sustain us by your mighty power, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and ever-living God, we give you thanks for bringing us safely to this day. Keep us from falling into sin or running into danger, and in all things guide us to know and do your will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Go before us, Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favour and further us with your continual help that in all our works begun, continued and ended in you we may glorify your holy name and finally by your mercy attain everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As we reflect on the theme of today's readings and of the sermon, we pray that we may respond willingly to the call of God. Pour out your Holy Spirit, Lord, on all whom you have called to serve your church in whatever capacity. Give them wisdom and understanding hearts and fill them with a true love for your people that ever seeking your glory and the increase of your kingdom, they may be faithful in all they do. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. This is Christian Unity Week, <coughs> a prayer. Heavenly Father, in whose eyes the church is one, in spite of human prejudices and intolerance, Give to us, your disciples, such regret for our divisions, such love for one another, and such devotion to your service, that we may find again our unity in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A prayer for justice and peace. God of all creation, 
As we agonise over the suffering and misery of many people in our world, thinking of areas like the Ukraine, Gaza, Palestine in general, and Israel, let hatred be turned into love, fear into trust, and despair into hope. In ways beyond our comprehension, may oppression be transformed into freedom and occupation into liberation, that violent encounters may cease and peace and justice prevail. We ask it in the name of the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A prayer for those who lead worship, and in particular this morning, for choirs. Almighty God, who has ordained that the hearts of men and women shall be kindled by music and their minds attain to understand your divine mysteries, grant, we pray, that all who lead worship both in word and song may know themselves to be serving you, and that the hearts of all who hear may be lifted up unto you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for family and friends, thinking in particular of those for whom today and this coming week may be significant. God our Father, we thank you for our homes, for our families, and for our friends, for laughter and sorrow shared, for the knowledge of your presence in good times and bad. As we think of our loved ones here and in other places, may it bind us up together in love in your name. Amen. This is a time of political uncertainty, a time when people are worried about the future, both in terms of employment and in terms of how they will manage day-to-day -day life. Lord, at a time of uncertainty, we pray for all who can contribute to our resolution to our current problems. May they and we look beyond self-interest alone to the obligation to respond to the genuine concern of the less fortunate in our midst and for the need to work together as a community in harmony. We ask it in your name. Amen. We pause for a few moments as we think of those who are sick in mind, in body, or in spirit. We pray for our loved ones who are going through difficult and challenging times. We pray for those who have suffered recently the pain of bereavement and of those who are fearful about today and the future. Let's be silent and know that God is in our midst.
And so as we pray, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all things come from you and of your own we give you. Let us pray. Christ the Son be manifest to you that your lives may be a light to the world and the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.
to love and serve the Lord.